Welcome to the Real Refreshment Podcast. Join us as we dive into motherhood at the foot of the throne with your host, Rachel Carmen. If you are tired, overwhelmed, and feeling alone, this is the place for you. A place for real moms with real stories, seeking real refreshment found only in the living God. You can visit rachelcarmen.com to join her online community of moms who are taking the dare to be in the word themselves as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. While you're there, be sure to sign up for updates, and you will also receive a free gift from Rachel when you sign up. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about all things prayer, and my objective today is to actually give you something that you can make yourself. It's a tool to help you with your prayer life. I've got to say, I've spoken across the country and literally around the world. I've spoken in several different countries and many of the the states of America. And one of the things that I hear over and over and over that just breaks my heart is how many moms don't even know where to begin when it comes to prayer. They will tell me, oh, I really want to pray. I feel like I should pray. I know I need to pray, but I don't know how to pray. Show me how to do this. What does it look like? Where do I start, right? And usually this question is coming at the end of a presentation and there are 15, 20, 30 people behind this person and I need to give a 30 second answer, which is just about impossible on this topic. So I'm gonna take time today and again, do what I love to do and that is hopefully inspire you, give you something practical you can do and also hopefully give you some things that you can chase, uh, some broader ideas that maybe will really help you on your road to prayer because I do indeed believe that it is key in our growth and our relationship with God is that we spend time with Him in prayer. Now, before I get started, I just want to say this caveat, prayer looks a lot of different ways. There's not one way to pray, right? We do have the example in scripture of the the Lord's Prayer, and we'll look at that in just a few minutes. But what I mean to say is prayer is as individual as we are. I do believe that there are better ways to go about it. Uh, I think that there is a great uh, examples in scripture about praising God first, right? Confessing our sins needs to be a part of our prayer. And then, of course, asking and laying it out and being willing to take his answer. But all that to say is there's not a certain language of prayer. There's not a certain posture of prayer. I have found myself praying with my hands lifted up to heaven. I have found myself praying flat out on the ground with just a hot mess, all kinds of tears and slobber and just just completely broken before the Lord. And it's, there's not extra points for one or the other, right? It doesn't work that way. It's like a relationship with God. That's what he invites us into. That's what prayer is. It's the communication aspect of our relationship with God. It's us talking to him about what's going on, right? About what our cares are. And this is where it says, you know, cast all your cares upon him before because he cares for you. And he invites us to tell him about it. And not because we're informing him, right? (laughs) Like he knows, right? 
but he also knows not only the issue, but he knows how good it is for us to bring it to him. And so that's what it's all about. It's about us getting to know him, about us being honest about where we are, about our struggles, our frustration, our confusion, and laying it out. And then a very real component of prayer is listening, waiting on the Lord, being still in the quiet and waiting for him, sometimes for really long periods of time, a continual act of waiting. Sometimes prayers are quicker than others, right? And remember, we're actually talking to a God who is outside of time. We're stuck in time. One of the glories of, of heaven and an eternal life with God is going to be, we'll be released from this time thing that we're stuck in right now. We will be released upon his return from time and join him outside of time in eternity. But you know, we feel often here like it's just forever, you know, and it's, it's but a moment to him. And so that waiting and that listening to his answer is a thing. And very often, very often, he answers. And since we don't like the answer, we chalk it up to unanswered. And that's just not right. Very often in my life, God has gone, yeah, baby, no. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's not what we're going to do. That's not, that's not what I have planned. And that's not going to be good for you. And I need to recognize that as answered prayer. He he answers our prayer. No prayer goes unanswered. Many go answered in a way other than we thought we wanted. Fair. But that doesn't mean that he didn't answer. These are the basic things I want to say about prayer before we get going. I, I want to go show you several different books and tools that I have here. I have a whole stack. But again, I want to start with the Lord's Prayer, which you're probably familiar with, but I would invite you to go back to the Lord's Prayer, and it just lays out a really good model for us. Again, primarily and foundationally praising God first, hallowed be thy name, right? Our Father who art in heaven, positionally we acknowledge where he is, he is above, he is almighty, he is high and lifted up. Hallowed be your name. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who is and was and is to come, right? And so we start there. And I'm just here to tell you, when we acknowledge who he is first and foremost, everything else shrinks. And so we come to him acknowledging who he is and your kingdom come, your will be done. Oh, that we would long for his will above anything else, right? We see this exemplified for us, Jesus in Gethsemane, that, you know, let this cup pass in his humanity. He was like, oh, there's got to be another way. There's got to be another way. And yet, in humble submission, but not my will, not my will. You and I are going to have a lot of things in our lives that are like, no, 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 no. And he's going to, he's going to ask us, you want your will more or my will more? I mean, I've had this even recently in my own life. Just, yeah, no, please, no, not that. No, please, no. And it's it's been, yeah, that's what happened. And so we have to make the decision to trust his sovereignty. Trust his sovereignty. And it says here, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We have to know that very often on the planet, just because things happen doesn't mean it's his will, but we trust he's sovereign right? And we long for his will. We seek his will. We obey his will when we understand what it's, what it is. We don't rebel against it, right? 
And it is done. We know, we are assured that his will is done in heaven. And boy, one day we're going to be in a place where everything is done perfectly according to his will. Hallelujah. Amen. It will be a beautiful place to be. So after acknowledging who God is, right, his position, his holiness, uh, acknowledging the importance of his will as the standard, then give us this day our daily bread. Would you give me what I need today? We fall short of this standard often. We, we don't want just today. We want like forever, right? And the model here is, would you give me what I need today? And that's the assurance of God. And, and we see this in the Old Testament and God giving the people of Israel manna. What did he do? He gave them what they needed for that day. In fact, if they gathered more than a day's worth, the extra spoiled. The extra spoiled. And so the invitation here by example, by the example of Jesus is what you need today, right? And so that we would ask what we need today, what we need immediately. And then the issue of our confession comes, forgive us our sins. So we would do well regularly in prayer to be confessional in our prayers, to be specifically confessional in our prayer. Forgive me for X, Y, and Z and laying it out before him. We have a great high priest, right? We can go directly to God and confess our sins to him. And as we forgive, as we confess, right, and are forgiven, and we receive, I know I receive an abundance of forgiveness, right? The invitation again is here to extend that same forgiveness to others. Um, when we find it hard to forgive somebody, it's probably because we've lost sight of how much we've been forgiven, right? And so here he's saying, yeah, like, don't forget, right? Because we know that as we forgive others, we too will be forgiven. And so we need to make sure that we're practicing that in an ongoing way. And then lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so you know that God does not tempt anyone, right? That would be the enemy. And so we need to make sure that we lean into his strength when we're feeling weak. This is the example of prayer that we're given in scripture. And that's in Luke 11, if you want to study it further. And I would encourage you to do that. Take advantage of the opportunity to study the biblical examples we have of prayer. Rachel Carmen has spoken across the country and around the world to moms about their struggles, successes, fears, and faith. They consistently share three things that zap joy and threaten the hope of moms today. They are overwhelmed, exhausted, and lonely. They want support and practical tools. They want to feel connected. What we have done is put together a community of like-minded moms to accomplish just that. Rachel, a homeschooling mom of seven, knows what the pit of despair is. She relates to the feeling of being overwhelmed, lacking in time in the word. And today, she wants to meet you right where you are. The truth is, you were not meant to do this alone. In the community, Real Refreshment, she will help you learn how to get done what needs to get done, how to study God's word during your season of motherhood, how to make the most of the time given, and how to do it in fellowship with other moms just like you. Moms, we need each other now more than ever. Visit rachelcarmen.com and join the community today. The next resource I have for you is entitled All the Prayers of the Bible. So um, I actually bought this because I was doing some research on the subject 
And it's really important, I think, to really look at the prayers in the Bible. And I mean, there's all kinds of prayers in all kinds of circumstances, in prison, under threat, in desperation, all kinds of prayers, in emergency. Um, this is a great, a great tool if you really want to dive in and study prayers that are actually included in the Bible. So now I want to show you how you can make your own prayer cards for every day of the week. So this is just a tool that I came up with and I use for those of you who are listening and not being able, don't see the video. I get the index cards that are colored so that I can have different colors for the days of the week. And the reason I came up with this was, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel overwhelmed with everything and everyone I need to be praying about, right? And so for me, I wanted to have sort of some sort of a system so that I could actually go through all of the prayers that I want to do in a week and make sure that I really spend time. And that's not to say that I can't pray for something else on a given day, right? So don't do not do it like that. I'm not trying to make it something it's not. It's, it's literally just a tool. And it, I'm hoping that it will bless you. You don't have to obviously do it exactly the way I did, but maybe this will spur you on or inspire you to figure out a way because I know for me in years past, I could get so overwhelmed with everything that I needed to pray for, every one that I said I would pray for, right? That I wouldn't pray at all because I couldn't get it done. I just felt like it was too much. And so that's why I came up with this. So you can see here, I use different colored cards. I like the pastels and it does not matter what color you put on what day. It doesn't matter. But I have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, okay? And then I decided what are the major categories of things that I want to be praying about. So I decided that I wanted to have one day where I just praise God. I want to pray for my friends and my neighbors. I want to pray for me, my different roles, the different hats that I wear. Moms, we wear a lot of different hats and we've got a lot of different roles and it feels sometimes like a juggling act and I need to pray about those things. I need to pray about being a daughter, being a sister, being a mother, being a friend, being a neighbor, being a speaker and an author and encourager, being assist, you know, all these different things that we've got. And so I, I pray through all of the different roles that God has given me. On day one, two, three, four, I want to pray for marriage. So once upon a time, it was just our marriage, me and Davis. But now we have kids that are married, right? So on, on my day four, which happens to be Wednesday, I pray for marriage at large. So me and Davis's marriage, my kids that are married, my parents, anybody's marriage that needs prayer, I put it on that day. Next, I wanted to pray for our family, our immediate family, Davis and me and seven kids, and now daughters-in-law and grandkids, right? So this is sort of our family prayer day. It's a little different from marriage. It's really the inner relationships that we have, what's going on with everybody. That's what I want to pray about that day. Then the next day is extended family. So that is uh, grandparents, aunts and uncles, all of that, anybody, just the next step out. And we have friends that have sort of become aunts and uncles for our kids. And so they make it on this list too. Yes, they're friends, but we think of them as family. And then finally, ministry or business, job, all of that would come in on the last day. 
So those were, it became, I came up with those seven categories that I wanted to pray about. And I wanted to put them in a certain order, which is what I just said. God's praise Sunday. And then friends and neighbors, my roles, marriage, our family, extended family, and ministry, business, and job. So those were my seven days. And so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's what I put those on. So then I did a different, an extra layer. I started thinking about the fruit of the Spirit. And so the fruit of the Spirit is singular. It has all of these different aspects of the fruit of the Spirit, right? It's not, uh, it's not eight different fruits. It's a fruit with all of these different components. But I thought... As I'm looking at this list of things, I'm thinking, which aspect of the fruit of the Spirit do I really need to put in to practice for that particular uh, group of people or that issue, right? And so I did it like this, and you, this will all be in the show notes so you can look this up. But like for Sunday, I'm praising God, and to me that's joy, practicing joy intentionally. On Monday, friends and neighbors, I want to practice kindness. On Tuesday, my roles, I want to practice self-control, self-discipline. On Wednesday, marriage, surprise, love. I want to practice love. And then I would reference 1 Corinthians 13, right? On Thursday, when we're praying for our, my, our family, our immediate family, I said peace and patience. Peace and patience. On Friday, praying for extended family, gentleness, right? Our, our parents are getting older and we're finding that gentleness is a very important thing for us to be practicing there. Saturday, ministry, business, job, I want to be faithful. And so that was the component of the aspect of the fruit of spirit that I put there. Okay, so I have my cards, right? I have on this, um, on the, so this is Sunday. On the other side of Sunday, I did the, the day of the week. The topic is praise and the, the aspect of the fruit of the Spirit, joy. And so I did that for every day. And then I have an eighth card called my everyday card. And on my everyday card, I put those circumstances, those individuals, for whom life is intense and very challenging and very difficult, if not desperate. So I have friends whose uh, sons are deployed overseas. They make my everyday list. Uh, marriages in crisis, uh, people who have terminal illnesses, uh, people who are wayward, who have left um, the circle of safety, those that are really are laid on my heart, missionaries in difficult circumstances or locations, right? Those go on my everyday list. And then, and this isn't, these are just to show you, right? And then I punch a hole in them, right? And I put one of those little rings on them and I keep them with my Bible beside where I have my morning quiet time. And I literally just flip through them through the week. And again, it's just a tool to try to help you be able to get your mind around all that God has given you, all of the people that he's prompting you to pray for, all of the people you're telling you're going to pray for them. And so I would encourage you to make it a habit to approach the throne of grace with confidence, to lay it out before God like Hezekiah did and so many other people, Hannah 
right? To literally enter into this relationship with God because you really can. And use this tool if it's helpful to you. There are also a variety of helpful prayer books. If prayer is friend, maybe you're a baby Christian, right? And you don't know, right? Um, I, I say, I've mentioned this several times, the Valley of Vision, a collection of Puritan prayers. I cannot recommend this high enough. I literally use this daily and I have found it to be such a blessing in my own prayer life. Um, some others of you may be more orthodox. This is uh, the prayer book, right? The Book of Common Prayer. I find it also to be helpful. I found this one actually for free somewhere and I just loved how compact it was for traveling. I found another prayer book somewhere else. These are just people pouring out their prayers to God the Father, and I find them so encouraging and uplifting and challenging. And one of my favorite um, prayer books for small children, you may be familiar with this one, is uh, Prayer for a Child. This is actually the board book for it. But teaching our children to pray, and the best way I know to teach our children how to pray is for us to learn how to pray and then to pray with them and to teach them what that looks like. And so I would really encourage you, find some tools, find some time to spend with God the Father. Praise Him, seek Him, honor Him, acknowledge Him positionally, right? Confess your sin, confess your brokenness, give it to Him. He will forgive you in abundance, forgive others as a result, right? And lay your requests before him in anticipation of his answer. He does answer our prayers. He is our loving father. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you listeners for joining us. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. And while you are there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This just helps us to get the message out to other moms that need to be encouraged in their roles as mothers today. If you have a question, we invite you to send it to rachelcarmen.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, you can access Rachel's wonderful resources and real refreshment, the online community. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged and we need accountability in the word. I hope you will join us. And we'll catch you in the next episode of The Real Refreshment Podcast. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio. Happy listening.